Well, I am absolutely fascinated with kind of this deep water exploration that's taking place all over the Great Lakes. And how about this one? 142-year-old schooner's remains have been located in Lake Michigan. Brandon Baylod is with the Great Lakes Shipwreck Research, and he joins us. Brandon, it's good to have you. Good to be here. So talk to me about this schooner that was built in 1867. Why, why were you looking for it? Well, I, I, I learned about it maybe 20 years ago when I wrote a book about all the ships that were lost in Wisconsin waters. And uh, I noticed it uh, when I was putting together the book. There's about 400 shipwrecks. But out of all those, this is the one that I thought was the most findable. The captain gave a really good account of where it went down. And so, you know, uh, we figured we could find it in a weekend, and we did. So uh, what goes into this process? So the, 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 you, you had kind of about where you thought it was. Um, so then take us That's from right. there. Once you get out there, what are you looking for? What do you use? Well, we, we knew there were a couple of different counts. One said it was nine miles out. One said it was 10 miles out. Another 13 miles out. What I did is I looked at the old, old maps of the day and looked at where the shipping lanes were and where this thing would have been. It was heading from the Sturgeon Bay Ship Canal to Milwaukee. And there was a, a course line for that on the map. And so I kind of bisected the, you know, the, the area with the, that, that course line and set up a, a search grid in there. Now, we, we kind of figure out what we're going to do when we get out there. Because you look at the shore and you think, well, what did it look like to the captain? What would he have seen? You know, from, and that's far out, 10 miles from shore. You can mm-hmm. barely see land, right? And then the other thing we look at is how well we're seeing on the sonar. If we're seeing, you know, 1,000 feet on each side of the boat, you know, we we can find it really quickly. And that's what happened. We were seeing over 1,200 feet per channel. That's a third of a mile wide three-dimensional picture of the bottom we were shooting in every pass. So it didn't take us as, very long. So this was found in uh, uh, near Algoma, Wisconsin. Is that right? About 300 that's feet right, down yeah. in Lake Michigan. So this this was uh, uh, the the schooner was the Trinidad. And That's it right. took its final voyage in 1881. What was the Trinidad used for? What was what was the reason for this vessel? Trinidad was a grain schooner. Uh, back in those days, uh, almost all the grain that was harvested in the United States was coming out of the out of Wisconsin. And you don't mm. think of Wisconsin as a grain state anymore. But if you were eating a sandwich in New York City in 1881, the bread was probably made with Wisconsin grain. So this grain was brought from Milwaukee to Buffalo or Oswego and then down the Erie Canal to the East Coast. Uh, it was a huge uh, enterprise. Uh, people were, were, were getting rich, making millions of dollars a year uh, by you know, building schooners and shipping grain. Um, this vessel was part of a, a fleet of several hundred grain schooners that were active on the lakes at that time. What was the, what's the Trinidad's condition uh, down 300 feet below the surface of Lake Michigan? Well, she's like a ship in a bottle. Uh, it's really impressive. Now, we have a lot of ships on the bottom of the Great Lakes, mm-hmm. and certainly in Wisconsin. But this one is special because uh, her deck house is still on her. It didn't blow off when she went down. And so we still have all the cruise effects. We have the dishes still sitting on the racks in the, in the wow. kitchen, in the cabin. Um, and she was wire-rigged. So her rigging and her masts and everything are still there. So she looks like a, like a ghost ship, like a spectral ship on the bottom of the lakes. Uh, she's really uh, unusually well-preserved. And so, you know, we've done a lot of work to try to document her in a way that we can share that with the public. Do you have the uh, the technology with Great Lakes Shipwreck Research to 
to go down uh, to the bottom, uh, 300 feet down to see the ship? Or do you use sonar? 3D. I know you talked about 3D technology. How do you actually see see the schooner? Well, our group works very closely with our, our state's maritime archaeology program, and they have the, the technology uh, and the equipment. And so we went down with our state underwater archaeologist, Tammy Thompson. Um, she actually dived the wreck and uh, did a 3D photogrammetry model by taking uh, 3,600 high-definition images uh, on the wreck. They had to dive it on a, on a technical mixed gas dive. They uh, had a three-hour and 20-minute dive, <laughs> 30 oh. minutes of which was down on the wreck. The rest was all hanging for decompression. Unbelievable. I mean, it, it really is. How, how did you get into this? What, what made you want to get into looking for these sunken vessels? I grew up up on Lake Superior, and we had a bunch of old ships right off of our house. And uh, I often wondered what, what 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 was their story, what were they doing there. Nobody seemed to know. And uh, I used to snorkel them and clean the fishing lures off of them, sell the fishing lures in town. And I eventually uh, researched them in the local library, went to the old newspaper microfilms, found out what they were, wrote them up. Turned out they were really historically significant wrecks, and wow. so. I kind of got the bug there, and then you know, from there, of course, I took it up as a serious hobby. <laughs> I mean, it's it it really is incredible. I mean, I think this is this is kind of like every kid's dream. It's almost like buried treasure, right? It's there's so much information even at the bottom with these with these boats. Um, in in terms of uh, other boats that you've discovered or have come across, what what are other uh, boats in the in the repertoire that that you've come across? Probably the most significant one in Wisconsin is the big steamship L.R. Doty that uh, uh, we located off of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in 300 feet of water. Uh, she was interesting because there was a sole survivor who gave just a riveting account of her survival. And then uh, later she was lost in a ship on Lake Superior, the Isle of Jeanette, uh, which was found when a commercial fisherman brought up her skull in his nets. And uh, wow. we went out, and sure enough, there was the Isle of Jeanette. So this one woman cook helped us find the ship off Milwaukee. And the one up on Lake Superior, <laughs> one through her account, the other through her remains. Unbelievable! Um, that was probably the most dramatic one we did. I, and and the other benefit I think of 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 these shipwrecks in in our Great Lakes is that the, the they do tend to preserve well. They do end up uh, in a lot of cases holding up better than obviously in the ocean where you've got the salt and and the the, the combinations of of deteriorating factors there are our shipwrecks generally hold up better well yeah which is a weird thing to say now that I say that out loud but just in <laughs> terms of research and being able to to find out more about them it, it it does help well you know like I say they're nautical time capsules but we we do have a bit of a race against time because these invasive zebra and quagga mussels that have come in from the Black Sea and the ship and the hold of ocean-going vessels are starting to encrust all these historic wooden wrecks. Yeah. Many of them are starting to collapse, and uh, we're trying to find them all and document them while they're still there. Uh, they have a shelf life. Uh, they don't last forever, and now with these invasive mussels, they really are starting to deteriorate more rapidly. All right, what's up next? Where are we going next? <laughs> I, there are other wrecks I've been looking for with my partner, Bob Jake. We, uh, we were just out last weekend. We're going out again this weekend uh, off of uh, uh, Wisconsin Port looking for a historic shipwreck. What, what's, your, uh, what's your season look like usually? Well, the best time is, is May and June, really, because the water column is more uniform. We don't have thermoclines because 
sonar bounces off thermoclines. You mm-hmm. can't see the bottom well. This time of year, it gets a little better because it gets cooler again. The water cools down. So we're going to be done, though, here in a couple of weeks because you get waves. And you can't scan well in waves over two feet because the, you know, the sonar bounces, yep. the towfish bounces in the water, and you, you don't see the bottom. So we're just about done for the season. Um, well, it's interesting stuff, and we look forward to, to uh, watching along with you as you find your next shipwreck. Bandon Baylod with the Great Lakes Shipwreck Research. Brendan, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, interesting stuff. 142-year-old schooner off Lake Michigan. Uh, very interesting stuff. Could, could you, I got to be honest, I don't know that I could go down. Danielle, could you, would, was that something you would do? Would you go down, would you put a scuba gear on, or would you get into one of those vessels and go down to check it out? Yes, I would. You would. Mm-hmm. It's so eerie to me. You're eerie to me. It just freaks me out. Yeah, you freak me out. Okay, good talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, we'll get you caught up on some of the other stories making headlines uh, as we continue here on JR Afternoon.